Amen. Book of Luke chapter 7, beginning at verse number 36. Say amen when you have it. And I think they're going to probably maybe put it up behind me. There it goes. The Bible says, And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with ointment. Now the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it and spake with himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that touches him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debitors, two debtors, and one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, You've rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet. She hath washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss. But this woman, since, I, since the time I came in, has not ceased kissing my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman has anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. And I, believe it or not, I do have a sermon about children. I know this is some pretty adult topics we've already discussed, but I want to talk to you today about a debt of gratitude. A debt of gratitude. Can we say that together? A debt of gratitude. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is powerful and it is anointed. I thank you for every family member that's come in support of the next generation. God, I thank you for this service that you've allowed us to congregate together to worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit to rush into this house, to touch minds, hearts, to set the captive free, and to prepare us, God, for the future. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Give your neighbor a great big God bless you, and you may be seated. In our text this morning, Jesus teaches us a valuable lesson on what determines the amount of love that a person will have toward God. It all begins with Jesus entering the house of a particularly pious and religious man named Simon. Unfortunately, the way in which Simon practices religion has resulted in him having no manners. Despite having invited Jesus into his house, 
He does not offer Jesus any of the standard courtesies of the day. Jesus gives him a pass and decides to be a better guest than Simon is a host. Suddenly, a woman barges through the door that no one would have ever expected and that the Bible calls a sinner. It's important to note that the Bible calls everyone a sinner. But here, in this particular case, the word sinner is code for a woman of the streets. Decent or indecent, it was popular in the days of Jesus for women to buy expensive perfumes. These perfumes were kept inside little jars that had to be broken in order to release their contents. This woman, like so many other women, had spent a great amount of money on such a perfume. When she enters the house where Jesus is, she falls at his feet and breaks the jar and pours the oil on his feet. All this while bursting into tears. These expensive perfumes were always poured on the head, but not this time. This woman wants Jesus to know, this expensive perfume that I put on my head is only good enough to put on your feet. This expensive perfume whose scent was strong enough to fill a room could not eliminate the rancid and rank odor of Simon's attitude. This man invited Jesus over for dinner, but all he could focus on was this woman who he referred to as a sinner. Jesus looks at the man and tells him a parable about two other men who owed a lot of money. However, one of those men owed more money than the other. Fortunately, they were both forgiven their debts. Jesus asks Simon, who do you think loved the man that forgave their debts more? Who do you believe was the most appreciative toward the man who they owed so much money to? Simon answers, the man who was forgiven the most. This sinner woman's appreciation of Jesus, along with this simple parable about debt and debt forgiveness, teaches us a valuable lesson on how to help our kids fall in love with Jesus. When things function as they should, Parents transfer wealth to their children, not take it. It is natural and right for parents to make their resources and wealth trickle downward to their offspring. But sometimes things don't work out the way they should. And poverty and debt rather than wealth is trickled down. Every parent knows that this is not good and that they should do everything in their power to avoid putting their children and what is known as the cycle of poverty. We need to avoid transferring poverty and debt to our children. This is right. This is good. We don't want to take out credit cards in our kids' names. We don't want the cell phone and the baby's name. That ain't part of today's sermon. You just That's free. Go ahead and just... You don't have to amen me now. You can wait till you get home. But there is a debt that is okay to be transferred. It's a debt that comes in this thing we call living for God. And it's one of the best things that could ever happen to a child. For that child's parents to transfer a debt of gratitude. 
to tell their children night, noon, and day how much the family owes God and how much they will never be able to repay him who has forgiven them so much. Oh, somebody give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. We're living in a day and an age where it's so popular to be ungrateful. We're living in a day and an age where there is no transfer of debt of gratitude. But I hope and I pray that by the time this service is over, every parent dedicating their child, every grandparent that has come in support of their grandchildren will help us push a debt of gratitude onto this next generation. Today, I want to preach to you about the only debt you should ever leave your kids. It's a debt of gratitude. We do not need to live horrible and reckless lives to feel indebted and in love with Jesus. In our particular, in this particular opening verse, amen, we read about a woman who obviously owed Jesus a lot for the life she had lived, but it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to live a horrible life to feel indebted to Jesus. A child raised in church can love and appreciate Jesus just as much as a person rescued from the streets. But it all begins with the parents i said it all begins with the parents it does not begin with the government it does not begin with the president it does not begin with the principal it does not begin with civil authorities it does not even begin with the grandparents it begins with the parents it begins with mom and dad telling baby just how much they owe jesus it begins with mom and dad accepting the responsibility amen of telling their children just how much God has done in the same way in the same way that a life lived in sin begins with parents a life lived a life lived with a sense of indebtedness to God begins with the parents so let's talk a little bit about how we transfer a debt of gratitude to our children and we're, we're not going to preach long here today praise God number one amen always have dinner together I said, always have dinner together. I don't care if it's pizza or top ramen. I don't care if it's the most expensive dish you can find. As often as you can, amen, have dinner with your family. Turn the iPad off, turn the phone off. Amen, God knows you should turn the television off. Praise God. And sit down and have dinner together. And before you take one bite, of your food. Thank God and thank everyone who has helped make that meal possible. Praise God. Pray for the hands that prepared it. Amen. Hallelujah. It's okay to let your parents, it's okay for parents to pray for their manager on the job. I know you're a little mad at him right now. Praise God. But you can pray and thank God for him. You can pray and thank God that you live in a country where such food is provided. But let your kids hear the debt that you're in. Let let your kids hear the debt of gratitude that you are in. Hallelujah. And teach them to thank God for the food. And teach them to thank God for all the means and the vehicles that brought the food to the table. Amen. Hallelujah. Teach them that the food didn't just get there by itself. Uh, amen. And if dad is working late that night, take a little extra time to pray and thank God for a father. Amen. That's making it possible for there to be food on the table. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And let the kids know there's a lot of debt that we will never be able to repay. Hallelujah. Let the kids know that as far as this family is concerned, we owe Jesus a whole lot. Uh, God's been good and he's never left.
let us miss a meal. Uh, God's been good. Uh, hallelujah. He brought us from our country here. And he's been good to us here. Hallelujah. Let your kids know, uh, amen, that there's family members that are gone now. Hallelujah. But you're so thankful for their investment into your life. Let the kids here praise God how thankful you are amen for the income for the house for the roof over the head come on I'm preaching see this is the problem amen we're living in an ungrateful generation there's so many people that are thankful for nothing a lot of us have forgot how to thank God amen I'm telling we need a revival of gratitude we need a gratitude adjustment oh somebody give God some praise right now Oh, somebody give God some praise right now. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Hallelujah. 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 This next part may not be so popular. Tell the kids how you got into debt. Tell your kids how you got into debt with God. Let them know. Praise God. There was a time. Let them know where mama got the tattoos. It's getting quiet on me. Praise God. Let them know where papa got the scar. Right above his eye. Praise God. Let them know that there was a day. Praise God. Where, where, where wasn't, wasn't nobody serving God. Let them know that the way of the transgressor is hard. Amen. Let them know. Praise God. Amen. You don't, you don't have to go into all the gory details. You can keep it PG. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. But you can let them know. Praise God. There was a day when things just were not like this. And I know maybe not everybody has a horrible past, but some of you, amen, know what it is to be dirt poor and work your way up. Hallelujah. But let the kids know there was a day when there was no furniture in the house. Let them know there was a day we were eating on the ground. And let them know there was a day, praise God, when we were just eating beans and tortillas. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let them know there was a day when there wasn't a whole lot of food in the cupboard. Let them know there was a day, praise God, you were eating food for less not whole foods praise God let them know there was a day praise God that God was really good and that you'll never be able to repay him for all his good oh somebody give God some praise right now hallelujah oh hallelujah oh let's give God some let's show God our debt of gratitude right now hallelujah amen I think one of the healthiest things that ever happened in my life, because you know when you're growing up, you don't know you're poor. You just think everybody eats tomato sandwiches. Some of y'all don't know what a tomato sandwich is. You just keep coming. Praise God. I remember just, just a few nights ago, I was, my daughter just loves to hear stories about when I was a kid. And I started telling her, y'all don't want to hear the story, but it's, it's actually a funny story. But I, I told her about a time in my life where, I went to school, and the school was sensitive to poor kids. And so they always had this box where kids uh, who didn't want their lunch could just leave it in the box for the kids who didn't have a lunch. And there was just days I had to post up next to the box. <laughs> and uh, I remember this day, me and this, this kid named Jeff, who actually works at Whole Foods today. I seen him like 30 years later. <laughs> but they, somebody dropped a chocolate milk in the box, and me and Jeff went at it, praise God. And uh, neither of us got the chocolate milk. That's a whole other lesson. 
But we started scrapping for the chocolate milk, and before you knew it, we were both covered in chocolate and dirt. Praise God. And uh, praise God. But my, my daughter asked the right question. Why did you not have a lunch to begin with? And then we had to start talking about a debt of gratitude. Amen. One of the best things that ever happened in my life, and my mother's not in church. And, and God bless my mother, but she waited as I, until I, I, I think she felt I was old enough to handle it. But she just started telling me how broke she really used to be. She just started telling me why there was days we didn't get a lunch. She started telling me all the days she didn't eat so that we could. Oh, come on, somebody. She started, she started talking to me why she came from Mexico, why she came from her country. Amen. And it helped me. It helped me have a sense of gratitude, not just for my mother, but for God. My mother's not perfect. My mother don't go to church. My mother's made some bad mistakes, but I, but I didn't. I always had a roof over my head. Praise God. Things, things somehow always worked out right. Amen. Parents don't have to be perfect, praise God, for there to be a debt of gratitude. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said parents don't have to be perfect for there to be a debt of gratitude. Oh, come on. Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, this is not part of today's message, but I want to say this. I didn't always understand why my mom might have not made the best decisions. But when she started talking to me about just how broke we were, about how poor we were, I thought to myself, it's a miracle we weren't worse. It's a miracle that the pressure didn't break us down worse than it did. Praise God. Hallelujah. Some people always asking God why they're so broke. We need to start asking them why we ain't broker. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because God's being good to us. Hallelujah. Life doesn't have to be roses. Life doesn't have to be dandy. Praise God. Life doesn't always have to be great praise God for us to have a debt of gratitude we could thank God that when we hit the bottom he didn't let it go any further we could thank God that there was always a couch and top ramen we could thank God that there was more times we played let's see if the lights turn on and they went on Y'all don't know about that game. <laughs> Last but not least, let us, let's show our kids that we communicate with our debtor. I went, miraculously, I got myself into college. And uh, I had a full paid scholarship. And uh, I remember one day I got a phone call from Capital One. And uh, I had been selected, amen, to receive free money. Praise God. I had never had a, I don't know why they call it a credit card. It's a debt card. And uh, so they decided to give me $1,500 of debt. And I just, I wasn't very skilled at managing my money. And so I fell into debt really quick. In college, in debt. <laughs> Just really got started off on the wrong foot. But it's not until you've been in debt that you realize that there's not a big urgency on your part to call the creditor when you're late on the payment. 
And uh, I remember uh, when I started owing money, and I didn't have money to pay it back. And I knew the bill was coming on the 25th. And uh, I started getting these no-caller no ID calls coming in on the 27th. <laughs> Praise God. And, uh, uh, and, and, and I met all kinds of interesting people from across the United States. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> that just always knew when I was home. Praise God. But, but I got into this habit of not wanting to talk to the person I was in debt with. And finally, things got so bad. Now, I'm, this was years ago, so don't nobody worry. I got a 700-plus credit score today, just so you know. God, God does miracles. Praise God. Uh, yeah, praise God. So, uh, but I remember I, I decided I need help. I need help. And so I went to one of these debt cons- consolidation companies. And uh, they, they worked on trying to get you to think different first. Because uh, indebtedness and, and, and forms of poverty sometimes aren't a money problem. They're a mentality problem. It's a mentality problem. You've got to change the way you think. And one of the first things that they, that they told me is call the credit card company. And I thought, that's who I'm trying. That's why I'm here. I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> that's who I'm running from. <laughs> And they taught me to run to them rather than run from them. And uh, when the credit card company started seeing me come at them and call them and approach them, things actually got easier. Interest rates went down. I didn't think you could ask for a lower interest rate. I was too busy dodging phone calls. I didn't think you could work out payment programs. I didn't think you could actually get Susie from Ohio to quit calling by calling her first. And can I preach to you, parents, Sunday to Sunday, seven days a week, you need to let your kids hear you calling the God that you're so in debt with. Not running from him, not hiding from him, but calling. I say you need to call him. You need to talk to him. Amen. They need to hear you saying, Jesus, I love you, and I thank you so much for everything that you have done in my life. Jesus, I thank you that we just almost missed the mortgage and we almost missed the rent. Jesus, I thank you that as we were plummeting into debt, Jesus, I thank you that when me and my wife were about to lose it all, you came in at the nick of time. Jesus, I thank you. Amen. That when Bobby was in the hospital, you got us out of the hospital. Jesus, I thank you. Amen. That when John John had an overdose, you saved him. Jesus, I thank you for all the wonderful things you've done in our lives. Jesus, I thank you. Amen. That all these years, amen, you've kept us. You've been good to us. Jesus, we can never repay you. Jesus, we... Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's give God some praise right now. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 